0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Optometry Money Podcast, where we're helping ODs all over the country make better and better decisions around their money, their careers, and their practices. I am your host, Yvonne Mindran, certified financial planner and owner of Optometry Wealth Advisors, a no-commission fiduciary financial planning firm just for optometrists nationwide. And on today's episode, we're going to talk all about how to track progress towards financial independence. How do you know where you stand? Are you on track? We're gonna dive into how I approach tracking financial health and financial progress and the one metric I use to gauge how close you are to financial independence. And again, thank you so much for your time and listening today. New listeners, thank you so much for joining. Hope everyone's having a great Labor Day weekend. And let's dive into today's topic tracking financial progress. How do you track the progress you're making with your money? How do you track the health of your finances? How do you know? how close you are to being financially independent, to to making work optional. This is a question I hear a lot in in a lot of different ways. Uh, Am I okay? Am I on track? Am I making good financial decisions? Uh, Looking at financial health and financial progress is a huge part of my work for clients. I want to look at real metrics, real financial vital signs, and I want to be able to have conversations around debt and savings and investing and taxes and risks and other parts of your finances and look at how your decisions impact those things, all informed by actual real numbers. And so so similar to how you might gauge ocular health and acuity of your patients and how that changes and progresses over time, I want to start by checking your financial vital signs and checking your financial health. I want to look at things like, are you taking the right amount of risk in your life through the way that you're investing and your insurance coverage and estate planning? Um, Are you using your income wisely? I look at the health of your cash flow and track how much of it's going to taxes and debt and savings and spending. Um, Do you have the right mix of assets in your net worth? Uh, Is there a good balance there between practice equity, and real estate equity, and retirement accounts, and liquid assets like cash and taxable investments. So was there a good balance there? And then I want to look at the main question for today's show is, how much wealth do you need to make work optional? And are you on track? Are Are you making progress? How do we track that? And so I look at and track specific metrics that tell me the health of each important part of your financial life. And That helps me to answer those questions that we just talked about. I want to talk about each of those different questions over the next few episodes that I I record and to help you answer them for yourselves. But let's talk about today's question. How much wealth do you need to make work optional? How do you know how close you are? How do you know if you're making progress? And think about what financial independence means to you. If you're in the early part of your career or mid-career, this time in your life where you're going to be financially independent is pretty far into the future. Uh maybe 10, 20, even 30 years away. And it's it's not really possible to know what your life is going to look like that far into the future. Uh where will you be living or working? Uh, what what is your family going to look like? What will your lifestyle be? What are you going to be spending each month? How will your values and tastes and what you feel are important or not important? How will those how will those change uh, around your money and your life between now and then? Uh, and then there's 20 to 30 years of your life after that point. And so we we don't really know what retirement looks like. I mean, if you ask yourself, like, what is what is retirement look like to you? Uh, you know, for me, the answer is I have no clue. I don't know. But I do know that at some point in my life, I'm going to step away from work because I either want to on my terms or because I have to. And for anyone that owns a practice, you're you're going to end up stepping away from your practice, whether it's going to be on your terms because you you want to in the way you want to, or because you have to. So we know we have to take some sort of action and prepare for that. And then we we kind of have a feel often for what that time in our life looks like. We we may not know the specifics, but we may have a feel for like I I want work to be optional at like the late 60s. Like, I don't want to have to work in my late 60s if I don't want to. Or I want the optionality or the freedom to step away from work at a certain stage in my life because I want to. We usually have a feel for something like that. Uh, but when the goal is that far away, it's almost impossible to really know what life looks like. So how do we track progress? We, need, we know we need to prepare for it. Every financial blog tells us we need to start preparing for that. We need to start saving for that. So how do we track progress towards a goal that's so far away and pretty unclear, pretty uncertain, where the destination is is likely to change between now and then? For me, in general, tracking financial progress and, and especially for really long-term goals like that is, is sort of like taking a road trip. So hear me out. I'm in Central California, and let's say I'm going to go on on a road trip. I'm going to hop in a car and head on a trip and drive east. I'm going to head to the East Coast and I don't know where I'm going to end up, uh, what state or what city I'm going to finish at. But if you're on the East Coast, maybe you can give me some recommendations. But I'm just going to get in the car and drive east and figure it out down the road. Uh, What do we do when preparing for a road trip like that? Well, we need to gather some supplies and take inventory. We got to get organized. We got to get some water bottles ready. We got to get a map ready or our, our cell phones. We got to get a cell phone charger pack a bunch of food, pack some clothes, uh, make sure that I download a bunch of podcasts and audiobooks. books. Um, you you want to make sure you know what you have and that it's, it's right for, for what you need. Then you have to take action. You, you got to get in the car and, and you got to get on the road. And along the way, you're looking at different things while you're driving. You're looking at the gas level, fuel efficiency, your speed, checking your mirrors, looking at temperature, tire pressure, making sure the music is just right. You're keeping an eye on on some of that important stuff. You're making sure you have a spare tire, things like that. So you're watching all this different stuff while you're driving and while you're going. And along the way, you're going to stop for gas. You're going to visit different cities. You're going to change direction a few times. You're going to head north, maybe head south. You're going to take extended stops here and there. Um, And then finally, as you get closer and closer to the East Coast, you'll narrow down the state you want to go to. And then as you get closer and closer to that state, you're going to narrow down the city. Closer you get, the more clear the destination is. Well, it's the same way for me with tracking progress towards financial independence or just financial progress overall. You need to get organized with your finances today. You start with how the health of your finances are today. You look at what does cash flow look like? Uh, What employee benefits do you have? Uh, What debts and assets do you have? What tools are are at your disposal to invest? Uh, Do you own a practice? Do you not? Do you have real estate? What are things that affect the fuel efficiency, uh, so to speak, like taxes and expenses? What insurance do you have? Like that's, that's your spare tire, so to speak. That's your, your emergency stuff. What insurance do you have? Are, are the estate planning documents you have appropriate for where you are in life? And, and how do those needs change over time? What are the beneficiaries of your accounts and policies? And how are things titled? And, and then once you get things organized... You start to take action. Uh, you start to use your cash flow in a way that fits your values and, and where you want to go and your lifestyle. you you start investing, you tackle the initial financial decisions you need to tackle. And then you start tracking metrics like savings rate, debt to income ratio, tax rate, uh, and, and some of the other things we talked about earlier. And as you go, as you make life decisions and career decisions, you you adjust. You might get married, you might have kids, you may not. You might cold start or, or buy into a practice. You may exit practice ownership because you just want to practice optometry and be, be a great practitioner. Or you may change companies or, or employers or get involved in industry versus practice. You may buy a house, pay down debts, take out other debts. Uh, there's a pretty substantial amount of financial decisions that happen in the early to mid part of your career that, that can have a huge impact down the road. And those decisions, and as those decisions come up, you look at how they impact your life and your money, and you adjust. You adjust course, just like you would if you're hopping around to different states and cities uh, on the road trip. The destination, the direction, the general direction is the same, but the route changes a little bit. And then finally, as you get closer and closer to that point in your life, uh, life becomes more concrete. Your, Your goals and values become more concrete, and you can plan a little bit better. You don't always have to have these perfectly picture-clear long-term goals lined up in your head. You can just start with a sense and a feeling. You just start looking at where you're at right now today and then make the next best decision you need to make and then just start tracking progress. But there's one metric in particular, one vital sign for your uh, for your financial health that you can use to gauge how close you are to making work work-optional. This is sort of the one the one metric to rule them all. And this is something I and other advisors, other peers call total term. And it's a pretty basic number, but it tells you a whole lot. You take your current net worth, your assets minus your debts, and you divide that by your current annual spending. And the result tells you how many years of spending you've built up in net worth. So the, the result there, the score, is, is an amount of years. For example, if you have... of net worth, you spend $50,000 per year, It means you have a score of 10. That means you have 10 years of spending built up in your net worth. Or if you have a $200,000 net worth and you spend $70,000 per year, you have a score of 2.8, meaning you have around three years of spending built up. Uh, Why is this helpful? Why is this score important? Well, if you really just boil it down uh, financial independence means you have enough stuff built up, your net worth, to cover your lifestyle and you don't have to work. I mean, work is optional. It's about having enough stuff and income sources to cover your expenses. So you don't really need to work. And there are other factors here. This isn't the end all be all of retirement planning, of course. There's Social Security and potentially your spouse has a pension. There's all kinds of stuff like inflation on the different categories of spending, uh, the growth rates on your your different assets. Other goals you have outside of just your monthly living expenses, but two big important levers are are going to be your net worth and your spending. So what should you aim for? What's an appropriate score to try to target? Well, that changes for everyone. There isn't one score for everybody, but I'd say a very general target to start out with is somewhere between a score of 20 and 30, meaning you have around 20 to 30 years of current spending built up. So, let's say you want a score of twenty five and you spend ten thousand dollars a month, that's hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year, you'll need roughly a three million dollar net worth built up. So that's how I think about that. And this is a simple but really useful benchmark that I use in my own practice for for my clients that I serve, and even for my own, um for my own financial planning. It's a useful benchmark that I use to gauge how ready uh, optometrists are to make work optional. It's something you can you can adopt for yourself. Are we making progress? Uh, is the score increasing? At what rate is it increasing? What's causing the increase? Is it is it assets growing? Is it debts being paid off? Is it spending adjusting? So that's how I look at it now and, and over time. And, and this score is great because it starts with net worth. So it forces you to zoom out of just your 401k investments or just a specific investment account or even specific debts like student loans. It makes you zoom out and look more holistically at your net worth. And uh, it also leads to other important planning questions like, do you have a, a good balance of assets in your net worth? Uh, from, again, retirement accounts to practice equity to real estate equity to liquid, uh, liquid assets. Do you have enough liquidity in your life? It leads to a lot of ho- uh, other important planning discussions too. Secondly, the denominator is current spending, which means that this score, this benchmark, will adjust over your lifetime based on changes in your lifestyle. Uh, without a doubt, as your income increases, as your career change. As your career changes, your lifestyle and your spending is going to change along with it, and and in many ways it should. I mean, you're you're putting in the work, you're earning a higher income, you should enjoy the fruits of that labor. Uh, you might spend forty thousand dollars earlier in your career, but later on you might spend one hundred and twenty thousand a year earlier uh, later on in your career, and this metric is going to adjust for that because the the denominator's current spending each year. This metric is going to adjust for that as you go throughout your career. So as your lifestyle changes, and as you're building assets throughout your career, you can see okay, where do I stand based on my current lifestyle? And you can see which which levers you need to pull in order to to get you closer. Do you need to do you need to spend more time building up your net worth? Do you need to um, do you need to adjust your your spending and your lifestyle in order to make it work? You can see how the different levers affect that. Uh, So again, if you want to just track and see where you stand right now and then track that progress over time, uh, take your net worth and divide it by your annual spending. And that gives you what we would call total term. How many years of spending have you built up in net worth? And it's important to know that this grows more slowly earlier in your career than it does in the second half of your career, kind of like your retirement assets do. I mean, earlier on, the the growth is driven a lot by your own investment, like your own deposits, not necessarily the return on your investment, uh, as you're adding to your retirement accounts or investing or reinvesting back into your practice. And the second half of your career is really where you start to see compounding growth take over. It's, where, it's really where you start to see the, the return uh, really provide a lot of juice to, to your net worth. And so don't be discouraged by what you might think is slower growth earlier in your career. Um, that growth will come. Focus on on habits, on using cash flow wisely, having a healthy savings rate, but still balancing living a fulfilling life today with with planning for tomorrow. So what about projections? What about big retirement, long-term retirement projections? There's a temptation to try to create really big, complicated fancy retirement projections that project out every factor in your life over the next you know 60 years. Like do you need that to know whether you're on track? Isn't that important? Well, I've ran my fair share of those for a wide range of clients, uh, retirement projections that have statistical probabilities of your ability to live out your life and not run out of money. like I' I've, I've used that. I do still use that. I think there's a place for those projections. But if you're a long time away from being work optional, 10, 20, 30 years, I would question whether a big projection like that is really useful. And the reason why is that almost every variable in that projection is wrong in some way. It, it's inaccurate if you're 15, 20 or 30 years away from retirement because it's it, it's not possible to know what your lifestyle is going to be that far into the future. So it's, it's not that accurate and it really doesn't provide any takeaways that are actionable. So instead, instead of uh, getting caught up or stressing about some big projection or some, some distant projection decades into the future, focus on today's health of your finances. Focus on tracking a metric like total term to gauge your progress and to see where that progress is coming from. And other financial health metrics like savings rate, debt-to-income ratio, spending rate, and then adjust as you go. Focus on your financial health today, having good financial habits today, and then make the best decision that you can. And then watch watch the progress as you go. Uh, as you get much closer, as life is clearer later on in your career, closer to retirement, then projections become more and more useful. Otherwise, I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't put too much stress or focus or emphasis on that. I wouldn't lean too heavily on that. And and so today we're talking about tracking your progress towards financial independence through a simple but really useful metric like uh, total term, your net worth divided by your current spending. And I'm going to spend the next few episodes that I do solo talking about how to monitor and look at and and see the the track the progress of your financial health what metrics should you look at uh, how do I look at that and track that for my clients um, again this is a, a huge part of, of my work I feel this is really important I have a whole financial planning tool built around that it's a core part of my my uh, process here and so I'm going to ne- uh, spend the next several conversations talking about that if you have any questions on on what we talked about today if you want to look at your own scores and talk about, um, what that looks like for you, send me an email, yvonnevon at optometrywealth.com. You can also check out the show notes to this episode at the education hub on my website, as well as all of the other content we've created. And throughout the episode, I've talked about health vital signs and metrics I track for clients. You can learn more about these metrics and, and this and the financial health scorecard that I use in my practice at the my approach or our approach page on my website. If you want to get introduced to the system and take a look at your own scores, uh, I'm happy to introduce you to the system, give you access to it, um, have a conversation with you about it at at no cost or commitment. Uh, If you just want to take a look at what these scores mean for you. And while we're on my site, if you want to schedule a no commitment introductory call, learn more about how I work with optometrists to proactively plan and monitor their finances, you can do that as well. Uh, With that, that's the end of today's episode. Really, again, really appreciate your time listening. And uh, if you're a new listener, really appreciate you coming on board. If you like today's content, share it with your peers. Please leave a review anywhere you, you listen to your podcast. Your feedback is and has been super helpful to making to help this show a better Check and better the resource for you on and for your peers and, and for the, the optometry, optometry professionals. So planner, with that, we'll see you on the health health classes, next episode. And in, in the meantime, take care. All opinions of Yvonne and his guests are their own. This show is for informational purposes only and should not be relied on for specific investment, legal, tax, or other decisions. Clients of OWA may own securities mentioned on this show.